Hello and welcome back to Season 3, Episode 10 of Sweet Seats, the sports podcast produced and shot by the sports broadcasting class here at Lake Orion High School. I'm here with Aiden Novak, Carter Doolittle, and Macy Hinder. Today's topic, a fun one, Shohei Otani signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers for $700 million on a 10-year contract, making him the highest paid athlete of all time. What are our thoughts? Big money and it's... Stupid. Why is he getting paid this much money? I gotta be honest. Like, I get it. He's the best player in baseball right now. He's a two way player. He can do it all. Like, I get it. He's really freaking good, but why that much money? That is a stupid amount of money. Well, I was talking with my boy Ryan Bunn before this over the weekend. We saw the signing. That MLB needs some sort of salary cap limit. Like, it's so dumb. Like, every other league has it. The NFL's got it. NBA's got it, but MLB doesn't, and that's why the Do- the teams like the Dodgers and the Yankees, they're signing Juan Soto, are able to pay millions and millions and millions of dollars for all these superstars to build these super teams. When you can't do that in the NFL, the NFL is definitely a more balanced league with the salary cap rule, and that's why the MLB needs it. And plus, the Dodgers aren't going to go anywhere with Shohei Otani anyway. They're just going to lose in the playoffs again. It's just my opinion. Well, you said it was dumb money, but you also said it kind of makes sense because he is one of the best, if not the best player in the league. You said he can do it all. So if the Dodgers have that much money to spend on him, it kind of makes sense because, like, why would you hold back? I mean, I get it going all in for him, but still, I still think there needs to be a salary cap rule in the MLB. They shouldn't be able to pay these guys that ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, like we talked about this a couple weeks ago, this whole salary cap thing. And it was a very, very long discussion and a very heated one because the salary cap is a big deal in these uh, sports. I mean, you saw it with the Rams a couple of years ago, like how they did enforce their salary cap and they went uh, they went and bought out big uh, players, like the, how the Rams did, how they won the Super Bowl. But they also had the repercussions of that because they had to trade for these big players. And now they're dealing with these big contracts and trying to get these players off contract and build their future. But mm-hmm. baseball is not like that. You can just sign these players, and then as long as your team brings in enough money, it doesn't even matter. Exactly. I mean, that's my thing, though, is with the Dodgers and the Yankees, they always find a way. Like, they always find a way to buy out all these, like, ridiculously good players, and they never run out of money. Like, the the Yankees are have one of the most stacked rosters in the MLB. The Dodgers have one of the most stacked rosters in the MLB. It's like, how do you not go broke? At one point, like you're paying Shohei Otani over half a billion dollars. You're paying Freddie Freeman a lot of money. You're playing. You're paying Mookie Betts a lot of money. How do you not go broke? That is my thing. Yeah, it's it's crazy. What? Uh, how about you know what? You, this whole I know somebody mentioned super teams, right? What is your guys' opinion of the super team? This name of a super team. You've seen it all across sports. The Brooklyn Nets were a, a quote, super team when they had Kevin Durant, uh, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Um, We saw the super team that's now been the Los Angeles Dodgers, the New York Yankees, these, quote, super teams. And even the Lakers we see in basketball, like the LeBron, Anthony Davis. We see more super teams in basketball, I think, because you have only five players on the court at a time. But what is your guys' opinion of these super teams now coming into sports that are getting all this money? Like, what is your guys' opinion? Um, I would say if, like, they're that good, you can get like, they can get a certain amount of money. But for Otani, he's only a hitter, designated hitter for the Dodgers right now. And the $700 million for 10 years just as a hitter is a little ridiculous, in my opinion. 
I mean, that is, like you said, it is over 10 years. So, I mean, he is going to be back on the mound sooner than later. But, I mean, he even said he's not pitching this season. He's going to do it next season. I mean, I get where you're coming from with him just being a hitter for this season. But it is only this season. He is going to be back on the mound in not the too distant future. So, he is going to be useful from both sides again, like he was with the Angels. But, yeah, that just am- that amount of money, though. Yeah, no. and the Dodgers especially, they've seen so much talent come through just from giving all these players money. But it's Shohei Otani that we're talking about, the best player in baseball right now. But it's weird to think that he's the best player in baseball right now. Like, he's by far the best. But you think this guy's only been in the league for a couple years now. He came out of Japan, and he was great when he got here. He's already won an MVP, but he hasn't won anything big with his team yet. You know, he was on the Angels with Mike Trout. They were struggled a little bit. Even though that team looked pretty well-rounded, they had some, uh, like, struggles, of course. But you have an MVP and then another MVP on the same team, and you don't go to the playoffs at all. How does that happen? I mean, that's that's back to your point with the super teams. Like, you brought up the Brooklyn Nets with James Harden and all them, Kyrie Irving. How well did that work out? (coughs) Did they even – they didn't even make the playoffs. They struggled immensely. With that team, it's the same thing with the Angels last season. They have how do you have Shohei and Mike Trout on the same roster? You don't make the playoffs. Yeah, Explain that one. It to doesn't me. make a lot of sense. I mean, super teams like they look great on paper. You like you got all this talent on on paper. Like they could be like the greatest team in the league. They could be amazing. Team chemistry is a huge factor. If you can't build team chemistry within like any squad in any sport, you're not gonna have much success. And yeah. I, I know this from personal experiences with my sports teams, watching other sports teams like the Nets. They didn't have any chemistry between their big three players on their starting lineup. You need team chemistry to have success. Yeah. I completely agree with everything. that The way you have that chemistry together and the way you can play. Baseball is not a 100% team-reliant sport because, I mean, you're the one that has to hit the ball. You're the one that has to pitch. You're not like – relying on your teammate to do something so you can do good but it's you don't only win if your teammates do well too if you have an Mm -hmm. amazing game but your teammates do awful i mean you still lose and there's no point in being a great player if you can't win anything Mm -hmm. so that's that's why baseball is like the ultimate team sport like just because one guy goes three for three with two home runs and six rbis doesn't mean you're gonna win like you need good pitching on on your team. Like you need everybody else to come through on your team and hit the ball. I mean, sure, maybe that one guy's got that giant stat line. He just like completely went off for the whole game. And they ended up pulling out a win, but that also kind of plays in with the other teammates. Like if everybody else is getting is like contributing, hitting, scoring runs, then you're gonna win games. But if you got your whole team is over three, and then you got one guy that's three for three, that's just not gonna be enough. Like yeah. he can't score he can't score every run he can't hit for everybody like you need your team to follow like back you up yeah and then one more thing Shohei Otani getting all this money you know he goes to the Dodgers everybody's like oh he's he's gonna go to the Dodgers he's gonna go to the Dodgers quick question for you guys would you rather take that big lump sum of money and go to a team that nobody likes Everybody, nobody's going to like you for making that move. They know you're just getting the money. They, you don't want to play for, a, like, a team that people like. You're just going to chase your money. You're going to be there for 10 years now, getting your millions and millions, almost a billion dollars. Or would you rather go to a team, like, 
I don't know. The I, the Blue Jays were in talks for getting Shohei Otani. They're a good team, but people like them. They have a good fan base. The Dodgers are a ba- like a bandwagon team. People like the Dodgers because they're good. I don't like the Dodgers are a historical franchise, but they're not like these other teams that have built fan bases. Would you guys rather get all that money or get most of the money? Because I feel like the, some of those teams can pay out a lot, mm-hmm. like the Blue Jays and stuff like that. Would you rather get all that money or go to and go to a, a fan base that is gonna treat you like how LA would? They're just they just looking they're just looking for a World Series. That's what their fan base is looking for. They just want players to come in and win them a World Series. They don't want they don't want the Miguel Cabreras. They don't want the Vladimir Guerreros. They don't want those players. Would you rather go to those teams that don't want anyone and just want you for the money, just want you for the World Series, or go to a team that's gonna like you and build a fan base around you? Um, I would say the team that would like and have a good fan base around me, because honestly, as a pl- like a athlete right now, I feel like you do so much better when you have people who are there supporting you, and actually cheering you on, and not just because you're winning. Like we'll be there for you no matter what. Like. People yeah. for, like, the Tigers were always there for, like, Miguel Cabrera no matter what. And they showed up, and it was a huge thing for him. And he, like, he was always supportive of his fans and was, like, always recognizing how, like, we treated him, and he would always treat us back like that. So, for me, I would have to choose, like, a fan base. I completely agree. I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, yeah, you're getting paid all that money to go play for a World Series contender, like, an annual World Series contender. I mean, I get where you're coming from, but... Their fan bases, they're ruthless. Like, if yeah. you mess up, they'll let you know about it. Like, <clears throat> they don't play around when it comes to that stuff. And it is World Series or bust for teams like the Dodgers or the Yankees. And like Macy was saying, um, you want to go to a team like the Tigers or the Cubs with actual fan bases that will be supportive of you and not super critical, whereas you go to L.A. where it's – nothing like world series or bust world series or bust that's all we have in our minds if you mess up if you make a huge mistake they're gonna let you know about it they're not gonna be supportive of you they're gonna be highly critical of you i wouldn't want that i'd much rather go play for a team that maybe not be the greatest team in the world but you know you're gonna love your time there especially with the fans behind you yeah i i know you mentioned world series or bust we'll go back to that question a little bit later but world series or bust what happens if the dodgers don't make the world series what happens if they, like you said, lose in the divisional round? In the AL, they lose in the ALDS. They, like they did last year, they get swept by the the Diamondbacks. What happens? Um, chaos within the fan base, within the trade everyone, <laughs> get rid of everyone, get rid of the team, cut the contracts. I mean, no, but yeah, chaos happens within the fan base. The fan base is going to be outraged again because their team can't come through in the playoffs. They're, I'm, an, I'm sorry to Tyler Ratliff here. He's a big Cowboys fan, but. The Dodgers are literally like the Dallas Cowboys of the MLB. Dominate in the regular season, beat up on everybody, get to the playoffs, choke. Yeah. Every season. Sorry, T-Rat. Yeah. It's incredible how teams can – it's weird to think, like, we saw the Rangers win it last year and the year before that, the Braves. And then a couple years before that, the Tampa Bay Rays, with the lowest payroll in baseball – win the world series i don't i don't sorry to correct you here but i don't think the rays won i hate to break it to you but the dodgers won it that season and beat the rays the rays made it to the world they they did get there they did get there yes you always want to see the underdog win but i i know this year the orioles 
made the playoffs with the lowest payroll in baseball again. With three years removed from having the worst record in the league as well, yeah. not to mention. it's, And then the Dodgers lose in the first round. What happened? Yeah. What happened? It, it just doesn't make sense how these teams can pay so much money and then lose. It's like, then why do you continue to invest in all these players? If you see it's not working, why don't you change something? If, like, people like the Diamondbacks who are developing talent, like Corbin Carroll is going to be a great player. And all those players, he's they're, they're developing talent. They're getting all these draft picks. The Tigers drafting all these players. They look good coming into the season. They have high projections to win the division. But And then you see the Dodgers that are just like, Money, 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 more money. Here you go. Here's some more money. Oh, you want a $700 million contract? Here you go. Oh, next year they're going to pay some random uh, guy a billion dollars to come play for him just because he hits 40, 40 home runs a season. And has a zero 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 ERA. Yeah. It's, I, I, it doesn't make sense. It's, if you see it's not working and then you continue to do it like all these other teams are doing, like when's the last time the Yankees won a World Series? It's, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But I was just going to bring up that point. It's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. Yeah. It's That's the definition do. of insanity. Yeah, it's what these teams do. They think that something's going to – all of a sudden they're going to make more money. And then the more money that they give to people, they think that the more their chances increase to win the World Series, which, I mean, you saw in these projections, the Dodgers have the best chance to make the World Series now. And according to these quote-unquote experts that think – Oh, if you have a high payroll, you're obviously going to make the World Series. But I don't know. It's it's it, what, going back to what we said earlier. That team chemistry plays everything into how much you win games, no matter what sport it is. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other sports, we will transfer into our next topic. Oh, uh, baby! Heisman Trophy winner Jaden Daniels wins the Heisman. It's I, I think it's deserved. Oh, a hundred percent deserved. I and, completely agree. Like. He had the most total touchdowns on the season. He was he was tied for the most passing touchdowns with Bo Nix. They both had 40, who was also a Heisman contender. Shout out to Bo Nix. Um, he had over 1,000 rushing yards as a QB. Explain to me how that happens. He's first among quarterbacks in rushing yards. Had 1,154 rushing yards on the season. He had... 3,800 passing yards. He counted for almost 5,000 total yards of offense by himself. Yeah. Plus 50 total touchdowns. Yeah. A 10 to 1 interception touchdown ratio. That is sick. It's insane. He was by far the best quarterback in the NCAA. But, you know, some people were saying Michael Penix, Jaden Daniels' team did not have the best record this year. They're not going to college football playoffs. They, I think they are still ranked. They might not be. I don't think they are they're ranked, st- actually. They're still ranked. I think they might still be ranked. But they did go 9-3 and three this year. Not a horrible record, but they're not going to the playoffs. Still, they ain't even going to a near six bowl. Like, yeah. E. It's rough. But others argued Michael Penix, 13-0 record, second seed, and going into the playoffs, playing Texas this this um, upcoming New Year's Eve. Day, I believe this year is New Year's Day. Are. New Year's Day, January first will be. I think it's the first game. I think they're the first game. Michigan and Alabama is the first game. I think they're the Rose Bowl at five. Rose Bowl at five. Yes. Washington, Texas play at eight forty-five in the Sugar Bowl. That will definitely be a good game. But that's a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jaden Daniels does win it. Completely deserved. You know, I don't see a lot of argument in Michael Penix winning it. He had a great season, winning, leading his team to that thirteen and zero record. But 
the Heisman isn't about how good your team is. The Heisman's about how good the player is. And Absolutely. he was by far the best quarterback in the NCAA. Oh, no question. I mean, credit to Penix. He did lead the country in passing yards. He had 4,218 passing yards as opposed to Bo Nix, 4,145, and Jaden Daniels, 3,812. So he did lead the country in passing yards by a decent amount. But then again, he had seven less touchdowns than both Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix, and he threw nine picks. Jaden Daniels and Bo Nix combined for seven. Jaden yeah. Daniels threw four, Bo Nix threw three, so... That's I think was Penix's main downfall was the turnovers. Yeah, and Michael Penix and Bo Nix did have those two great matchups. Seeing those two quarterbacks face off, future uh, NFL superstars oh, for of sure. Course. Of course. And um, you know, and speaking of NFL superstars, Caleb Williams, the Heisman winner last year, was not up there in the um, in the Heisman top four this year. You've got to kind of feel bad for him. I mean, yeah, he he goes from that. For Sherlock, number one prick, to now kind of wavering a little bit. You've seen in those mock drafts him sliding a little bit in the draft, but I still think he will be the first talent off the board because you saw this with Bryce Young last year. You know, he won the Heisman and then didn't win the next year, and then everybody was like, oh. Should we draft this guy first overall? Yeah, and then you saw, like, the C.J. Strouds, the Anthony, the Anthony Richardsons come up. But, you know, I think they'll be smart again this year. I don't think they'll pull on Aiden Hutchinson. No. He's definitely going to be number one, and then all of a sudden some guy comes out of nowhere and goes to number one. <laughs> no one was I don't predicting think they'll make him. another. Yeah. I don't think they'll make that another no. another uh, mistake like that. I think the Caleb Williams will still go number one overall, but Jaden Daniels will be definitely a top ten pick just because of the Heisman and just because of how good he performed this year. Yeah, his draft stock is going to skyrocket after this season. I think the same thing with Michael Penix and Bo Nix because this was a definitely a close race for how good Jaden Daniels was comparing him to that. Uh, Joe Burrow season we saw with LSU when they won the national championship um, how crazy that team was too to fu- three future NFL superstars superstar superstars Joe Burrow Justin Jefferson Jamar Chase that team was loaded yes you see that it's crazy they were insane how they won how they won the national championship doesn't stun anyone anymore they, they dominate every team they played every single team that season yeah but Jaden Daniels um was phenomenal this year, but it shows how good the NCAA is getting with their quarterback talent. You know, you saw Joe Burrow, and everybody thought that will be the greatest season a quarterback ever has of all time. And Jaden Daniels comes so close to that, and he gets almost better than how Joe Burrow did. And it's he doesn't obviously have the team success that Joe Burrow had that year. But yeah, but that's the credit that you give to Jaden Daniels is he didn't have nearly as talented of a team that Joe Burrow did. And look at the season he just put out. Like, yeah, it's nowhere near as much talent. He doesn't have a Justin Jefferson. He doesn't have a Jamar Chase. He doesn't have a Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He doesn't have any of those guys. And he still goes out and puts up numbers like he does. He basically put the entire team on his back and did everything. Yeah, that he will definitely be an NFL superstar later to come. Um, another guy in the Heisman race, Marvin Harrison Jr., the Ohio State wide receiver, didn't win it this year. I think he was fourth in the, uh, in the whole... Uh, projections or Maserati Marv yeah he was he was so incredibly good this year he was by far the best wide receiver in football but you know he doesn't put up those numbers like all these other guys do he was the greatest wide receiver in college football this year but he he doesn't have the greatest wide receiver season of all time unlike Jay Daniels having one of the greatest quarterback seasons of all time completely agree I mean yeah MHJ like 
great player. Honestly, I think he's the best athlete in college football, but the Heisman's kind of turning into a quarterback award. Other than, like, Devontae Smith winning it in, what, 2020? Yeah. We haven't really had many position players other than quarterbacks win the award. So I think it's completely turning into a kind of a quarterback award. And plus, Gene Daniels is literally putting up, like, Lamar Jackson numbers yeah. from he was, college. He was so, c- crazy good this year. You know, speaking of that um, turning into a quarterback award, you know who I think should have won the Heisman? Who? Michigan's O-line last year. The greatest <laughs> unit in college football. That unit was ridiculous. I think they just gave every single player a Heisman Trophy. Hey, that whole O-line. That's why they have a Joe Moore Award. That's why they gave it to Michigan's Show O-line. some love to the trenches. Give them the Heisman. Hey, they showed <laughs> some love. They gave them the Joe Moore Award. That's an O-line exclusive award. So, but, They um, gave them something. Yes, this the Heisman Award, most trophies are turning into that quarterback award. You see it in the uh, in the NFL. The MVP is turning into a most valuable quarterback award. <laughs> um, you know, we haven't seen a uh, position player win a uh, MVP in a long time. I think who was Todd Gurley? Who was it? Todd Gurley, I think, was the last one. Uh, he might have won MVP. I don't know. I think it was a while ago. I'm not 100% sure. I'm pretty sure it would have been Todd Gurley was the most recent. Uh, no, it's actually Adrian Peterson. Yeah. 2012 was the most recent MVP winner. That was Todd not Gurley a was a second place or third place that year. But no, like, um, yeah, this it's just turning into a quarterback's league in the NFL. But Jane Daniels will definitely be a future superstar in the M, in the NFL, and will definitely be a great player to come later in the future. Um, but that's about all the time we have for today. Um, on behalf of Carter Doolittle, Macy Hinderer, Aiden Novak, and myself, I'm Dylan Lindbergh. Thank you for watching, and see you on the next episode this Thursday.